If you're a runner who's felt held back from the joys of running due to an injury, surgery, or diagnosis, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Legacy Running, where we'll be sharing return to run info, insight, and inspirational stories to show you how to win back your happy place and build your legacy. Thanks for joining. Now on to the show. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Legacy Running Podcast. Today, I am so excited to be joined by Sierra, behavior therapist and run coach. How are you today, Sierra? I'm great. I just, gosh, it's so nice connecting with other runners and, you know, other entrepreneurs in the space for runners because us runners need some help. Seriously. (laughs) There is so much that, yeah, us runners need need like friendship with and reprieve with. So excited to connect with you today. Can you start off by telling us just a little bit about yourself and fun and how running fits into your story? Yeah, no. So I am a behavior therapist and a run coach and I kind of like blend the two, right? Like I am all for the mental health of runners. I absolutely love working with runners because we are a unique breed of um, human beings. And we, the way we think is just so fun and so interesting and we're so dedicated. So that's kind of where I take a lot of my work, um, talking to people, kind of like the habits and like thoughts that get in people's way. And I mean, trauma always adds its way into it as well, because a lot of people come from like a traumatic, I would like maybe some kind of traumatic experience and they kind of like use running as their outlet. We like to say yeah. running is therapy, right? So that's yeah. kind of, that's what I do professionally. And then of course I run, I can't say I don't run. Yeah. I run all the time and I live out here in park or park city. I almost said park city since we were talking about it. I live in salt Lake city yeah. and I have gotten in like this fall so big into actually just hiking. So I did a couple nice. marathons. I took a, nice. a bit off from running and I've just been hiking every trail I can get because Salt Lake City has had such a beautiful fall this year and it's been a long fall. And I mean, I was hiking with my, in just a sports bra the other day with the leaves changing. I, it's just, it's incredible out here. Thank so you. I do that. And then I'm getting ready for ski season because, you know, who doesn't love skiing in the winter time? A lot of people in Salt Lake City, but I like it. So. <laughs> I feel like most everyone around me doesn't, but like. Everybody hates the snow. <laughs> yeah. You live in like Salt Lake. You're like, what, 30 minutes from the mountains? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think I'm 20, like 20 from the base of the closest mountains. And I'm like 35 minutes from park city. So, I mean, it's like right down the street. So cool. And then how is running for you now? Are you like in a off season? Are you training for anything? What's kind of the, Yeah, I am in the off season. I'm, I'm kind of in that like weird, like, I don't really know what I want to do next. I did like a half marathon last weekend. I have another one coming up this weekend, but they're fun. I did see my last marathon was September, like beginning of September. And I was trying to get a BQ and honestly I was on track and then it's, it's a weird race. If anybody knows the revel races, they're all downhill. It it like flattened, flattened out so hard at the bottom. I just came to like a complete stop. I missed it. I think by like seven minutes, I was like, that's a bummer, but you know, so I was like, maybe I'll try another BQ in the spring, but I kind of, again, I got into hiking. I'm getting ready for ski season. I just kind of want that off season. I run with my boyfriend here and there. Um, and we, we just, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm really focusing on strength training right now. And even like last week's half marathon, I've never felt so strong in a race after like actually putting some weight onto the, to the, um, the dumbbells that I hold rather than (laughs) 
<laughs> rather than gra grabbing the 10 pounds and calling it a day because I need to run tomorrow. So it's kind of cool to load train here now. Yes. I love that. I really, I mean, I live in Seattle, which were similar because we were in like mountain cities, but there's just yeah. so much to do. And it's so fun to just have those off times where you're not like, Oh my gosh, the Saturday I need to look long run. It's just yeah. mentally nice to have that as well. I saw somebody, gosh, somebody posted a video where they're just dancing around. They're like, when you're not, when you don't have a, a long run on a Saturday after a marathon, I'm like, that's so true. That's <laughs> like true. when you're not, when you're not scared of those, those long runs and the races coming up, it's nice. It's mentally nice and runners need it, even though we don't like to do it. Totally, totally, totally. It was, yeah, I posted a poll the other day and I was like, do you guys like having the off season as well? Or like just a time where you're not training for yeah. a race? And like a couple of people said no. And I was just, <laughs> oh my gosh. It's some people don't like it. There's so many runners I talk to. They're like, I have this race next and then this race and then this race. And I used to be like that. I totally yeah. was like that. But then yeah. I realized, you know what? There's other hobbies that I can do that I'm really into that I don't really want to do that <laughs> yes. anymore. I got kind of burnt out on racing. Totally. I feel that. Um, well, since you are a behavior therapist and a run coach, what a fascinating combo. I love that. What are some of the things or some of the common things that you see with runners that they're dealing with mentally that kind of affects yeah. their running, uh, performance or like just interest in the sport in general? Yeah, I, um, so I think some of the top two, and it's kind of, it's funny because they're at two different spots in like your running career and your running life, right? Yeah. One's at the very beginning. We'll start there. And it's the identity of becoming a runner. Mm. Um, I talk to so many people and they'll be like, I run, I'm not a runner. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting that they yeah. say that, right? Because I'm like, well, do you run? And they're like, yeah, but I'm slow. And I'm like, well, Again, we see it all the time. Your pace, you know, your body shape, things like that don't define you as a runner. Like the runner doesn't have this like super unique definition of you must run like less than a 10 minute mile plus be this shape and, you know, wear these shoes and do these races. Yes. There's nothing that does that. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. Um, And when they get into it, everyone's just kind of like, oh, I'm just tiptoeing in. Oh, I did a half marathon. I'm starting to see myself as a runner. Yeah. And, you know, anybody you talk to, the biggest thing when you're trying to like create habits, when you're trying to, you know, change a lifestyle, when you're trying to, you know, you know, mentally change your mindset is how you self-identify. Because if you don't self-identify as like, oh, I'm healthy, you're going to ride that struggle bus in between those two lines for the longest time. Yeah. You're going to be like, oh, I do it sometimes, but then I don't. And you're going to, it's just like this mental frustration that you're not really understanding why you can't change. Yeah. So I think it's interesting when like talking to people that are trying to get into running, trying to be healthier, trying to make these like really positive changes in their life. Yeah. They don't want to commit to that identity. They yeah. don't want to commit to it because it, it almost overwhelms them. And yeah. I know like too, I've had some people say they've had, they get blowback from their friends. Like, oh, you're a runner now. You have to do yeah. this, this, and that. And like, that's interesting. Right. And I always tell people, other people that are, that know you and were comfortable with who you are, get really uncomfortable when you try to change yeah. and they're going to be the first ones that knock you down. Yeah. So like I always, we always try to identify, you know, support groups and those people that they may have these comments and it doesn't mean you can't be their friend. It just means like, Hey, I wouldn't listen to them. So that's yeah. number one. That's probably the biggest one I've seen for a while. 
That's really cool that you identified that. That's I like yeah. I that you just put words to that because that's something that's so common that I see that I'm like, but you are, you are. A yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, people, it just, I, I think it comes more from people around them, right. That they know them and they're like, you're not a runner. Like, well, you, you've always hated running. And it's like, I did, but now I'm trying to change. So like, kind of give me this grace and the space to kind of evolve into something that yeah. I want to do. So cool. So cool. Yeah. And the, and the second one is, um, burnout super yeah. common. We see it yeah. all the time, man. We've probably all <laughs> felt this one. <laughs> yes. Like I, like even before coming on, um, or it said at the beginning of this podcast, I was trying to do a Boston qualifier, yeah. man. I've been trying to get this BQ again for like three, four years. I got one in 2019 was going to run 2020 COVID hit. I never got back in. Yeah. And it's just like this mental wall. Like it's not even like physical. Why I haven't gotten another BQ. It's just like this mental wall where like, I just see myself give up in the race. Cause I'm like, this isn't worth it. I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm like, I don't want to do this, you know? And it, it's cause I'm burnt out. Mm. And it was like, I kept trying to do these race after race after signing up for the next race and not giving myself just time off and yeah. signing up for this 10 K signing up for this half marathon and all of that. It took the fun out of running. Mm. Boston took the fun out of running, qualifying and running for a specific time took the fun out of running. And I see that so much with so many runners and we have to kind of, you have to like rebuild like that mental structure on how you see running, which is really unfortunate because a lot of us got into running because we loved it because it was like a source of therapy for us now. And now it's like, you almost have to seek therapy to get around this because you put so much pressure on yourself. And you know, like the biggest, I think the biggest one that I see a lot of people change with, like, there's a lot of things you can do to kind of get not so burnt out on running, but to change up your route. So mm. I've like, I, I always probably, every time I see this, I always challenge them to find new routes that are pretty, yeah. you know, don't go run around the same neighborhood where, you know, the same dogs and the same trees, yeah. just drive, drive somewhere. It, if it's an hour and a half away, make a day yeah. trip out of it yeah. just to go run and have fun. And I, I think it. a lot of times that's when people kind of start reconnecting with nature and why they run rather than they're road, they're road racers and they're going to go for their next, you know, their next race, their next PR, because not yeah. every race can be a PR. Right. Like, I know we love that, but not every race can be a PR. And I think Instagram really screws that up because everyone yeah. expects us to, oh, I got a PR, I got a PR or I'm not going to get likes. And I'm like, that's throw that out the window. Throw it out. We don't, we don't need that. We don't live for Instagram. That's just the truth right there. I'm curious. Right. How do you see, so both of them, like this whole like self-identification of maybe not identifying as a runner and feeling burnt out, how does this affect the runners that you work with, like either in their ability to run or perform? So our, okay, so I'll start with like self-identification. So self-identification, that one, that one's really big because I think that's a very big make it or break it point on if they're going to stick with running. Um, A lot of times, if again, if they don't see themselves self-identifying with being a runner, self-identifying with any change that they're trying to make, it's going to last only so far until it becomes a little bit difficult and then it's going to drop off. Mm. So if running becomes, you know, a little bit aversive, maybe you're sick one day and you just don't feel like running because you're not a runner yeah. you most likely won't pick it up after you get better. Hmm. So it's like these small things. So it's like the, that first obstacle you come to when you don't identify, you drop off. 
Yeah. And then the other one, the burnout, it's just complete frustration. It's like plateaus. It is not wanting to run, try almost wanting to give up, almost self-isolating from running groups because they're just burnt out on their running groups. I mean, that one's a whole, I would say it's a little bit messier because you're trying to reframe something that you loved and now you can't figure out why it's causing frustration. Yeah. Yeah. That's really great to just hear that practically um, on both of those fronts. And then looking at both of those, you kind of shared one, the running, uh, changing up your running routes for being burnt out, but like practically, how are you able to help people combat these things and either identify as a runner or like re-fall in love with the process? Yeah. So, okay. So identifying as a runner, it takes a little, it's it's, it's more of a process, right? It's like one of those, um, how, how are you like looking at yourself? Yeah. And I, so like one big thing with, um, more of the behavior side of therapy that I do with a lot of people, we call it the ABCs, like, you know, what comes before you do something, the, what, when you do it and like the consequence yeah. that follows. So yeah. like, it's uh, like, that's huge that we look at. So when you're like going into running and you're not seeing yourself as a runner, you know, like, why is that? Are there people around you that are telling you that, oh, you never ran? Is there something in the past that's happened? That's like, oh, I was never athletic in high school. How can I be athletic now? You know, you kind of have to like pick apart, like why you don't want to identify as a runner. And maybe it can be like the whole self-confidence. Like you just don't feel confident and you don't want to tell people you're a runner because they're going to ask you, oh, what pace do you run? And if they've, and if you've said something and somebody's reacting, reactive, reacted negatively to it, you're not going to want to say that, tell anybody that ever again. I mean, I remember God, I was in high school when yeah. my high school boyfriend, I told him I ran and it was at a 12 minute mile. And he's like, that's so slow. And I like almost never said anything for the longest time. Yeah. Granted, I was in high school, but I can just like relate. Like, you know, if your significant other says that people around you, people at work, yeah. it's almost demeaning where you're like, okay, well, I'm going to work on this in silence, yeah. but then you may not stick to it because again, a lot of habits they're community built, like whether you like it or not, like you can do it on your own. It's a lot harder that way. And when you need change with everything else going on in life, it might not stick. So it's kind of like picking apart, like everything that's going on in your life. Like who's supporting you? Who's not? What, why do you even want to do this? Why do you not? Because a lot of times too, if it's, they don't want to identify as a runner, it's because they're trying to lose a lot of weight and they're trying to just identify as like skinny. So they're trying to identify as something else. Right. Or maybe they're trying to, um, you know, impress somebody and they don't even think of themselves as a runner, as a runner. They're just trying to do all these crazy things like as an endurance athlete. So it's kind of like you have to pick it apart and maybe you can find an identity that fits the mold to keep going and running. And it's not as a runner. It's like, you know, as a hard worker or something, maybe you can get around as that, but you want to make sure it's not negative in the long run. Totally. Totally. That's really, really cool. I've never thought about it from that perspective. Um, and I think just as you're talking, one thing that is so cool, but when you said it was like our, our actions and like the habits that we stick with are community driven, whether we like it or not, yeah. um, there's some really cool run groups out there that are very community focused that are, I mean, I'm been in run groups that are like, there's no pace less than eight minute miles. And then I've been <laughs> yeah. in that are like, <laughs> we literally just walk. Like there's people that are walking and are like shuffling. And it's fun because on any given day, I'll see the people that have been walking in the past, like try running um, or vice versa, you know, and it's fun to see the community and like camaraderie built around just getting out there. 
Yeah. And it's, it always goes, I always love that quote. Like you are the sum of the five people that you hang around with. Yeah. So if you can just get like one running friend, like one person that's going to be like, Hey, I want to run with you. It becomes such a game changer. Yeah. Like it doesn't even matter what your pace is. Like the minute that you have somebody that's like, Oh, that's my running buddy. It's such a game changer for people to like mentally stay into it totally. um, and be there and be held accountable. Totally. It's like, as soon as it's raining and then they text you and they're like, we're still going. You're like, ah, shoot. We're like, okay. Going. I'm on my way. <laughs> right. No, it's so true. It makes all the difference. Um, and then for our burnt out runners, which gosh, that's a lot of people. Okay. Yes. Changing routes is, is, I love that. I love changing routes. Um, what else are like some strategies that you're, you're giving people? Yeah. So um, gosh, quite a few, I think. Okay. So other than changing routes, the first thing we do, again, we kind of go through it, like what's affecting it? Yeah. Why are you burnt out? I always tell people as painful as it sounds, stop <laughs> stop signing up for races for like a couple months, like just yeah. like one or two months. Because I mean, there are people out there, it's every single weekend. And like, yeah. that is awesome. But what are you aiming for? Yeah. And you know, if your goal is to like, you know, do a race 52 weekends in a year, that's a little bit different. Like you yeah. might burn out, but it's, you're still going towards a goal. That's like a whole different type of burnout. Totally. Um, I'm talking about the burnout where you're just not even like finding joy in running. Like you're going for a run. You're hating every minute of it. You're anxious on the run mm. and you feel like you could be doing something better. Wow. And that's the type of burnout that a lot of people experience. And it also comes from things in life, right? Yeah. Like I've talked to runners, they're going through a divorce you know, yeah. they're, you know, trying to move up in their company or, you know, problems are happening in the company, like other areas. And it's like, just pull back on running because yeah. we identify as runners, but just because you don't run for three or four days or a couple of weeks, doesn't make you less of a runner. Um, yeah. it, it actually probably makes you a healthier runner runner. So you're yeah. not so obsessed with what, you know, what comes next. And totally. honestly, this is probably the hardest thing that a lot of people can do because yeah. again, Running doesn't only serve as a, like a physical like, activity for a lot of people. Like I would yeah. be shocked if you pulled people and a majority said, oh, I just run because I have to be active. Most yeah. people run because, you know, it's, it's their source of therapy. Or yeah. I also want to, I always like to call it like the anchor. If they can just like anchor themselves in something when life is going crazy around them, it's kind of yeah. like that, that steady point. And a lot mm-hmm. of people hold on to that. But when you're like constantly like trying to do like a Boston qualifier, like get into this next race, get into that next race, you kind of take that, just like that anchor away from you, that, that therapy away from you. And you turn it into a job and jobs aren't fun. Jobs are not fun. Um, Hobbies are fun. (laughs) Things are fun. Jobs are not fun. So it's trying to pick apart for the runner why they don't like it and what kind of job did they turn it into and what, where did they begin? Cause like for me, I just began because I wanted to run and I had to go back to that. I had to say, you know what? I just, I only strictly right now run with people and not kind of on my own. I just run for people in really fun places right now because I'm burnt out. I don't want to go run around my neighborhood. I don't want to go run for time. I don't want to do a tempo run. I don't want to do any of that. I want to run. I want to socialize. And it's kind of really brought it back where I get excited to go running again. And I think that's the point people look for, right? Where instead of like, oh, do I have to go running? You want to look for that. I get to go running again. And that's kind of how you see that whatever you're doing is working. 
I love that. I really love that. I think um, one of the biggest things that I just like to talk about in the off season or after a race, let's just say that after a race is like, there's totally that initial moment of like, oh my gosh, I want to sign up for another one. Like that was so epic. Like that high. I feel like everyone needs like a walk on their computer when that happens. (laughs) Absolutely. You don't sign up for another race. And I love just using that period of time, one, to not think about other races, two, like try new things, like try like a Pilates class, try, you know, swimming, try like something mm-hmm. that you, like aerial, I don't know, something that you would have never done and just allow yourself to be like, okay, like I can still like be active and get this like physical or social, whatever, or game night. I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so, fun. I love game night. <laughs> social environment without being like running is my everything. So then, you know, when you do come up against, oh, I don't want to go for this run, you're like, well, I mean, I could also do like a bike ride and kind of hit what I needed for. Yeah. That. Yeah. No, I, I, I absolutely agree with you. And I'm, I'm right there with you, right. Where this last marathon, I was like, I'm not signing up for anything else. Like I had these two races planned because I signed up for them back in like May, yeah. um, in a package bundle, but like my goal after the marathon and I, I, I'm really strict on this now that I've seen myself like this, it, it works. Cause I did this after another marathon. I wanted to, I would say like get tone, right? Like I wanted to lift heavy. So I've seen myself get excited to go to the gym and get that challenge. Now running still is the only thing that really gives me like this, like, like this super specific, like runner's high. I can't get that on a rower. I can't get that on a bike. I can't get that swimming. I can't get that anywhere else, but running, but like, again, I'm not, not running. I'm still running like three to four miles, like every other day or so, depending on who's running with me. I yeah. still get that, but I can get excited about like lifting weights. Um, oh. I have wanted to do like a yoga challenge where maybe I just do yoga for like a week straight or something like yeah. that. Instead of even doing anything for my body, I think it's fun to ca- experiment like that. And I think it's, you know, but it's really hard for runners to get into that mindset that oh. they don't have to run because then you see like the front runners, the people that the runners that are r- winning Chicago and New York and Berlin. And they're like, Oh, I run 180 miles a day. I'm like, they run like a marathon in every single day. So yeah. you feel inadequate. Cause you're like, well, I only ran three to four miles and I lifted, Yeah, but that's, but you're not, you're not running to win. You yeah. know, if you're not running to win, don't make it, you know, your whole life that way. Yeah. I, you can still identify as a runner, but give yourself other challenges. And I promise you, like, you're going to feel better. Yeah, feel better. And like, there's just nothing for that excitement of being like, oh, I get to race now because there's going to be that period of time when you sign up for your next race that you're like, all right, well, every, you know, week until, until then I need to kind of coordinate my schedule so I can fit these races in or these runs in. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And the stress that some people have to go through. I mean, like between, um, one of the biggest ones that's on top of my mind too, is women that are pregnant running. You know, like the stress that they're going through trying to fit in these runs and they're worried about, you know, like not being able to hit mileage. And, you know, it's like that mindset shift where I'm like, your body's carrying a baby. This this is incredible what your body is doing. Like your body's also incredible. And it's going to bounce back to running because you're, you've been active and fit, but like give yourself that grace period of just allowing yourself to focus on other things in life. Because yeah. life's not, not life's not all about the miles. There's going to be a day where you're not going to be able to, yeah. um, you know, run the miles that you want to run. And it's kind of interesting. This thought popped into my head. 
my best friend had actually said this to me like years ago, years ago before Boston got canceled after it qualified. And she had said, she's like, I really don't like runners that make running their whole life. She's like, cause what if that's taken away from you? She's like, what do you have left to show? And I always thought that was interesting, right? Because she's a runner. She loves running, but she kind of doesn't, she just is like, oh yeah, I do it for fun. Yeah. Um, and I, kind of would like chew on that until Boston got canceled. And I felt like less of a runner because I wasn't running Boston. Right. But you're not. And it takes that mindset where you're like, okay, I can do other things. And then, no, after a race, I can rest. So it's a struggle. It's a struggle that people struggle with. And nobody that's not a runner doesn't understand. Like you could tell somebody and they're like, stop running. Like, I don't run. I haven't run in 10 years. Like (laughs) you'll see me complaining. And you're like, okay, fine. But you know, but it's things like that. <laughs> yeah, it's so different. That's that. Yeah, I love what you said. Like, it's like flexing that muscle and like knowing that like you're you don't have to be running all yes. the time to to be a human and be satisfied. Um, another time, I mean, that running is taken away is during injury, um, which is a lot of the gals that I work with. Um, and yeah. it's crazy because a lot of the hip injuries that I talk to women about. Um, some of them are like, there's going to be a long period of time where you're not running like you used to. Um, and maybe you can still run, but just not to the capacity that you used to. How are, what are some like mental, uh, techniques and like strategies that we can use to overcome that period of time when we're like not getting what we want? Yeah, no, that ooh, injury is something on its own. Right. So when you're injured, gosh, I've had, I've seen I've worked with a lot of runners that were injured. And I mean, these are like endurance, I would say like the ultra marathon runners, right? Where yeah. like running is their life and there is nothing else that is going on except running for endurance. And when that's taken away from you, like that, that's like a blow to your identity, right? So like you do kind of go into identity crisis. So we kind of like reverse it. We go from being a runner to just like, who am I without running now? Because yeah. you're injured. And a lot of people I, I've seen, they do try to like get into like swimming or cycling, but they're still having that identity crisis struggle. Cause they're like, well, I used to be a runner. Yeah. And then, um, so I, again, it goes back to like accepting where you are, which is very, very hard. So yeah. like, that's, that's a whole technique on its own of like walking through the steps. Um, I was, I always talk about dropping anchor, mm-hmm. right. Where, you know, drop anchor, you're in the storm, like, just let yourself like accept, feel really upset. Feel all the emotions that you're not going to run for maybe six months. Yeah. Like just let yourself, like I always tell people just fall apart, take it a whole day and just fall apart and be, and like, and then we can start moving past it. It sounds really weird, but if you could just let the emotions out and like, understand that they're there, yeah, you can start moving past something. And then when it comes to the road of recovery for every runner, I would always say, start playing, I would say mind games, right? So don't go back. Don't, don't play the game of I'm going to go back to how I was. Yeah. Start where you're at. Right. And then start giving yourselves little goals from where you're at currently, not where you used to be and what you wanted to do back then. Because you're not going to make it. You're going to get frustrated. Um, It's kind of like this. Like I saw this one picture. It was such a good picture one time where it had one ladder and it had like a hundred little steps and it was real easy to like climb and they're small steps and you have to climb a bunch more steps, but you get to the top where the ladder next to it had such a high, like the first step was so high, somebody couldn't even reach it. Yeah. That's kind of how I think about that. Like if you're trying to start back from where you were before you're injured, 
it's going to take you so long to even regain what you used to have to get back to that old goal you have. But if you can just start where you're at, I just accept like, Hey, I just want to get a 12 minute mile today. Like, Oh, I just want to get out for a mile. Like I just want to complete a mile and that's all you can do. That's okay. And you know, like just, just, you know, play a game with yourself. Don't again. And if those emotions arise and you're upset, let, let it happen. Don't try to just push it away and be like, I'm fine. Let it happen. You can be frustrated. Nobody says you're not allowed to be frustrated yeah. when you're trying to recover from an injury. Totally. Frustration is like, I would be so frustrated, but it's normal. And if you can just, you know, set yourself up for those little goals of success, you absolutely can. You probably will regain your strength faster that way than yeah. if you were trying to jump back in. Yeah. Just have those expectations. I, mm-hmm. Love what you said about just dropping anchor. I think like, I mean, as runners too, like we just like to kind of move past things and like just go, which Mm -hmm. is why you run. But I think like allowing yourself to, instead of being like, well, I'm just going to become a really good swimmer or I'm just going to become a really good ellipticalist, like allowing yourself to have (laughs) emotions. Like once you let it out, there's just so much power in that and being like, wow, like this is where I am. And then, and then making those, uh, practical steps forward, I think is a huge re reset mindset shift to your, your expectations. Yeah. That's, you did bring up a good point. I love that you brought this up because it's so true. Runners have a very avoidant behavior. Mm. It's just kind of what it is. It seems like the more I talk to people, we, we dance around our problems, right? We're like, Oh, I'll go run them off. And it's a joke in the running community. Yeah. But like there's, there, there's this thing it's called like emotion and emotion control strategies, right? right. Running, running and fitness is in that category. If it is um, doing more harm than good. Right. And it's in the same category as like smoking and drinking and doing other things. If you're using it to completely avoid what's going on in your life, mm-hmm. like it's in that same, it can be in that same category. I'm not saying it's always there, yeah. but if you're like avoiding everything that's going on, so when it is taken away from you and you can't cope in other ways, yeah. like suddenly like the emotions, it becomes like such an overflow of emotions that you didn't know how to work with and handle in other ways other than running. That's mm-hmm. when I think runners get in a lot of trouble when their coping mechanism gets taken away and these emotions don't know where to go. Yeah. Wow. I wonder how many people are going to listen to this and be like, wow, that's <laughs> That's You're like, like, like saying oh no. what I've been feeling. Yeah, like, oh gosh. <laughs> you know what? I've been there too. Like, yeah. I think, and the, the other thing I've seen too, COVID runners, right? Everybody that got into running nice. during COVID, it was more. almost an avoidant. <laughs> was that you? No, was, but there was almost, a lot of people. <laughs> right? There was almost like an avoidant like technique to it where they're like, nice. well, I can't. Like the stress of just hearing the news every single day, let's just funnel it into running. And like, it makes you feel better. Like endorphins are such a good drug. They're so good, but you're not fixing the problem at hand. Yeah. So that's when I tell runners like, okay, well, you know, if your marriage or your relationship is falling apart and all you're doing is running and, 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 and like, you know, physically and mentally, like that's all you're doing. You kind of you have to be able to face things and like runners can run and face things at the same time. And like, we think about problems, but it's, if you're taking action to go do those problems. But again, a lot of us catch ourselves where we're like, it'll be okay. I'll go for a run. Everything will be fine. A lot of people just kind of, it's like, you get that, I, that avoidant identity of just avoiding problems. And it's very, very common, very common. 
Wow. That's, that is just, again, it's just so cool to hear these things talked out in like practical terms and in like life examples of like right. good runner or yeah, like if relationships are going bad, how we could be using that um, yeah. to cope. Um, is there anything that you feel like we missed in things that, you know, work well for runners mentally or oh. anything that they deal with? I don't know. Yeah, gosh. Um, I'm trying to think like direct questions. I mean, honestly, I think the biggest thing is just like have fun running, you know, like don't, don't let yourself take that fun out of running. Competing can be fun. Running for a time and like a personal record and the PR is awesome and it can be great. But if you're just doing things too often and you see yourself hating running and, and like dreading the runs, take a step back and just like ask yourself why. And I think like when you ask yourself why you're going to be able to, you know, be a better runner because you find the joy, you find, you know, like the gratitude of running. Totally. That's such a good recap. I love that. I love that message. I love like just keeping that as like the heart of, you know, why we do what we do. Um, if we are interested in working with you or just hearing more from you, learning more from you, where is the best place to find more? Yeah. Ooh, I almost coughed there into the, <laughs> into the microphone. Yeah. So I, um, my business called run thrive survive.com yeah. cool. and you can find, you can book online there, or you can go to my profile run thrive survive on Instagram. I'm most active on Instagram. I have a TikTok. No, yeah. I'm trying yeah. to get into TikTok. You guys, we're, we're getting there. We're not yeah. there yet. I guess we're not like, what is it? Millennial? No, yeah, Gen, Gen Z. Z. Yeah. <laughs> Gen we're Z. not there. I don't dance for TikTok, but yeah, I'm on Instagram. I'm super active in my messages on Instagram too. I, awesome. I reply to everything there. Perfect. Well, I will put that information in the show notes, but thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us today. And I will chat with you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Legacy Running. If you haven't already, please share this out so more people can build their legacy. If you would like to work with me, Dr. Sarah, check out strategywithsarah.com and get access to schedule a time to chat about returning to run pain, injury, or fear-free. There's more info on how to connect in the show notes as well. I look forward to talking with you soon. And remember, how you show up matters. Matters.